What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Oh, you know what? It's a new year. It's 2023. And of course, the truth should always set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the mad ramblings of a Gen Xer, bringing you all the news, all the information, and all the fun. And I hope everyone had a good new year, our good new years. We've recharged our batteries, and we are now ready to start this, I guess it would be referred to as season two. Want to talk about Kevin McCarthy fiasco. Want to talk about Alejandro Mayorkas. Also want to talk about the alien invasion that incurred, uh, occurred in my backyard the other day. If you're not familiar with it, uh, go follow us on Twitter. It's Get Ramblin'. I posted a photo of the alien invasion. It's actually pretty spooky, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But well, that's my chair squeaking, because evidently I haven't found the WD-42 fixed the chair. Kevin McCarthy. Oh, poor Kevin McCarthy. He's trying to become Speaker of the House. Uh, This has been going on since basically October, and since Tuesday, the House has been holding votes to elect the new speaker, of course, and they are now up to six ballots, and there's no no light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing. Even Elon Musk had to come out and tweet this morning on Thursday that Kevin McCarthy should be Speaker of the House, Uh, but despite really the Republicans holding the majority, it's been a struggle for McCarthy. And some people, I think, just don't like him, personally. I think these 20 that are holding out just do not like him. Do not like him whatsoever. Do not like him, Sam. I am. Do not like him to be Speaker of the House. And I find it interesting that these 20 or so people are basically holding. Well, there's 20 that are against him and one that's voting present. Um, and he stuck at 221 as uh, 201, excuse me, as of Wednesday. And on Tuesday, he had 203. So he's been losing support. The, G- the GOP could screw up a wet dream. They really could. They finally have the ability to hold the Biden administration accountable. They finally have the ability to 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 take hold of the purse strings of of of, of all these things that are going on to, to 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 start you know to start fixing the border to to looking at some other issues and they can't even get out of their own way. And you have a group of senators, which is the Freedom House Caucus, the Freedom Caucus members which is the dude from Florida, the crazy chick from Carolina, uh, excuse me, Colorado, Colorado. What's her name? Uh, Bobert. Bobert. She's a nut. She's really, she, she won by like six votes and she's still a loon. You got Byron, Byron Donalds over in Florida who initially backed him on Tuesday, but flipped again on Wednesday. And then he was nominated to oppose him on Thursday. I mean, on Wednesday as well. It, it's crazy. You, you are showing the dysfunction, not only, for what's going on in the cesspool, the swamp, the government, but you're also showing the dysfunction of the Democrat, excuse me, the Republican party. I will say this about the Democrats, the Democrats for all their craziness, for all, for all the issues that they have, when they need to pull together as one, as a common good to advance their agenda and work through their party, 
they do it. Republicans have all these infightings. They have all these issues. Even Trump came out and said uh, some really good conversation took place last night. And now it's time for all of our great Republican House members to vote for Kevin. And, and, and the crazy, the crazy woman from Colorado, Lauren Bobert, Bobert, I can never say her name. I don't care. She was on Sean Hannity last night and she couldn't even articulate why she's voting against Kevin McCarthy. And she couldn't articulate again whom her candidate would be. Her thing was, well, you know, we need to go back and look at, we need to go back and look at this. The, the good of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And these few are holding the Republican House hostage. They really are. You, you, you had a conference not too long ago. You couldn't even come up with a vote at one point in time to take a recess. And then work, kind of work together and figure it out. No, well, these people, I think, I really do think that some of these people just do not like Kevin McCarthy as a person. And sometimes, you know what, in this world, you have to work with people you don't like. He's made concessions. I'm not saying he is the best choice. I'm not saying he's the best option. But right now, to get things started, to get the ball, the ball rolling, he is the guy that we need to, you, you have in front of you. you. He has the majority of the votes, but these 20 people are going to hold the entire government hostage and make the GOP look foolish because of the fact that they are worried about starting to do their reelection pitch in 16 months. That's what these people are concerned about. And I laugh because uh, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, I got a, I got a big ping. I got a big ping there that just came through. Sorry about that. I really do need to take the Bluetooth off the computer when I'm doing this. But I mean, it's, it's just, it's just troublesome. It's troublesome at best. And the fact is that these guys just need to get their shit together, figure it out and start work together and find a solution and then have that solution and just start doing what you promised your constituents that you were going to do, which is to fix some of this mess that the Biden administration has created. Speaking of the Biden administration and the mess, Alan Greenspan sees the U S coming into a recession. And he says that that is, that is going to be most likely what's going to happen. And and I laugh because uh, the central bank actually continues to tighten up the uh, their monetary policies to kind of fight the inflation. And it, it's just not working. It's just it's just not working. You still have interest rates at an all time high. Uh, you still not all interest rates at all time, but your interest rates have been going up. Of course, the Fed has been raising the interest rates. You have home rates going up, uh, your home interest rates going up for mortgages. Uh, you still are around seven, a little over seven for your inflation rate. And I know the Fed, the Fed wants to get it down to two. I, I just don't see that. I just don't see that happening. But now everyone's talking about there's a likely recession to come in 2023. Now, this is something that that we've talked about a million times before. This is something that we have um, uh, we have we have pontificated about. But it usually, like I said, I mean, according to Alan, uh, he said at best, he says, I'm not sure that just simply cutting rates would do it to avoid recessions. Uh, there's the lag effect that we all know about with monetary policies. So you typically six to nine months, which means if you use that as the lag effect, 
you are now feeling the June 75, uh, seven, yeah, 75 base points and maybe the July 75 points, base points rate hike. Yet to we are yet to feel the 75 in September, the 75 in November, and the 50 in December. Um, yeah, I mean, this you always have to go by that type of model and that type of information. And and I think that you know if you take a look at the failure of Bitcoin and the stock market uh, and the interest rate issues with the Fed, I, I mean, you're definitely heading into some type of recession, and it's just going to be what it is. And I think anyone. Um, Anyone that knows anything understands the fact that this is what's this is what's going to happen, and there's nothing we could do about it. I mean, there really is. You're just going to have to kind of, you know, what they, you know, um, there there is a uh, uh, there there was a movie, and it was um, it was a war movie, and it's called Full Metal Jacket, and uh, it was in reference to the Tet Offensive. It was the day after. And one of the commanding officers said, "You know what? It, you know, we it, it's turned into a shit sandwich, and, and we're gonna have to take we're all gonna have to take a big bite." And that's kind of what the economy's. And I know it's a very uh, vulgar reference, but eh, that's where we're heading. That's where we're heading right now. That's where this is going. Now we're now we're talking about another unmitigated disaster. Alejandro Mayorkas on an interview that aired on Wednesday is warning or has basically warned. I love it. Cause this is a guy that there's, there's no crisis. There's no crisis is warning that the, that the numerous amount of immigrant numbers being encountered at the Southern border are straining their system. And he is basically called for it. I love it. Cause it's always about Congress. He's called for Congress to pass sweeping changes to the immigration bills. That includes amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants. The fact that we could just enforce the laws that are on the books, we could just enforce those laws and this could stem the tide. This could, this could, this could change everything and just, it would slow down immigration, this illegal immigration, this illegal migration, this illegal invasion. We don't need, we don't need Congress to pass law. What well, we do need pass. We do need them to come up with a comprehensive immigration reform. But if you just enforce the laws that are currently in effect that these people are breaking, it would easily handle the issue. But now he's saying it is going to overwhelm the system. This is something that his own guys have been saying for two years. There is no question that the number of encounters that we are experiencing at the border is straining our system. And he's calling the immigration system fundamentally broken. Okay, enforce the laws that are on the books. That will help stop things. That'll slow down. That'll slow down the wave of immigration right away. No one disagrees with that. We just can't seem to agree upon the solution, and a solution is long, long, long overdue. Within the broken immigration system that we are operating under, we are managing the number of encounters. We are prepared to address the end of Title Forty Two. We are prepared for this since well beyond last year. That is a bunch of bullshit. I had like I said, I got to come up with a bullshit button because he he was sweating when title 42 was getting ready to expire in December. And it wasn't until justice Roberts said, okay, you know, we're going to take a look at this. The Supreme court's going to look at this. We're going to hear arguments. So they're probably not going to have a, they're not going to render a verdict. That's the uh, Supreme court probably till July, June or July, maybe even a little bit later. And with that, that gave them time. But the problem is they've had over two years to come up with a solution. They they have con- they have controlled both the House and the Senate and 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 the executive branch. 
but they have come up with nothing. They have nothing. You control every, you controlled for two years, every avenue of government, but you could not come up with a comprehensive immigration solution. Now, the immigrant numbers, of course, have spiked dramatically under Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the Biden administration. So in 2021, they saw a historic number of encounters. I think it was, what was it, 1.7 millions, which surpassed 2022, which was surpassed in 2022, excuse me, by 2.3, by the number, the number was 2.3 million. So that was over, we've, we've had an additional 600,000 encounters. So, so far, I mean, it, that's crazy. And so far, looking into 2023, they're saying they're probably going to be on track. Now, the the fiscal year, of course, it starts in October. So right now, on track for 2023, they're on track to surpass the numbers in 2022. Now, all this, again, like I said, is complicated by Title 42. If Title 42 would have went away, this this would have been this would have been crazy. If that would have went away December 21st, like I said, there are people in embankments waiting to cross the border. They have encampments and they were all waiting for their opportunity to come, to come across. And then, like I said, the Supreme court stepped in. I love it though, because these are supposed to be amnesty claims. These are supposed to be claims because these people are, have are fearful for their lives in their country. They're not safe. And, and they're, they, if the, if they are sent back to their country, they will undoubtedly be, be, be persecuted and imprisoned and potentially, you know, put sentenced to death. But then you listen to these interviews that they have, these people, and none of them talk about these asylum claims. So what they talk about, they talk about working. They talk about making money. They talk about going and living with relatives. No one's talking about their asylum claims being the fact that they are being persecuted in their own country, that they will face certain demise if they are returned. They, no, no, no. They're talking about all the money they're going to make in America. They're talking about all the money it cost them to come here and now how they feel that they are being slighted because of the fact that they are not just being let in and given everything that they were promised. They're giving their free health care, giving their money, giving their giving their, you know, their snap cards, giving everything else, free education. But they don't none of them talk about how they are going to be politically persecuted if they return. So th- th- all these asylum claims should immediately just be denied. I've already said it before. Have judges at the border. And then just have them come in and just say, listen, you know what? Okay. You know, tell me the truth about, tell me about your asylum claim and let's make, let's take a look and also just sit there and just get rid of them that way. Now they have predicted up to 14,000 immigrant encounters a day will occur once title 42 is under and is gone. Once it's gone. Now that's quite a, and we talked about that. We've talked about the fact that if you're looking at 14,000 people a day, there's only 30 days in a month usually. That's 420,000 encounters. That's crazy. So you're looking at 420,000 encounters over tw- over a 12-month period. You could be looking at over 5 million people a day, excuse me, a year trying to come into the country and looking for a pathway to citizenship. I've said it before. The Dreamers have been here so long. The Dreamers' kids probably have kids. So at this point in time, you know what? You're probably going to let them say, but giving amnesty to all these people that are just coming here illegally. It's crazy. And I love it because you know, my orcas wants to talk about, we have 10 million job openings in the United States. I was reading about that. What Canada is doing to address their billions of jobs openings. They're bringing about 1.3 immigrants to fill their labor needs that they cannot meet with their own borders. President Biden sent forward a comprehensive package one day and it's not occurred. Great. You know what? It, that's not occurred because it's not occurred for a reason. It doesn't make sense. 
It doesn't make sense just to give people this amnesty, just to give people this free ride, just to give, just to give, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know because I'm laughing because I'm reading about Carly B and Carly B has sound off. This, this is when you know that the world is going crazy because Carly B has sound off on inflation. She went on a Twitter rant saying, what the F is going on? Lettuce was like $2 a couple months ago. Now it's effing $7. (sighs) Really, Carly, you're, you're a millionaire and inflation is bothering you. (laughs) Inflation is bothering you. Why? Those prices are just so high. What are they doing to get these prices down? I love when people are so out of touch that they they want to talk about salad and lettuce when people have when people have so much money and they complain about paying for things. What about the people that are going through this recession? And that don't have millions of dollars. What about these people that are going through this recessions that, that didn't roll over John's when they were strippers and robbed them and admit to it. I love how she's a hero when she admits to a felony robbery as a stripper. I just love that. But it, it just doesn't make sense to me that Carly B is the voice of the generation. On a lighter note, I'm in my backyard yesterday. And it was kind of, uh, it was towards the evening. It was one of those foggy evenings. It was a weird evening. And I have a, I have a very large backyard and it overlooks a, uh, a road, which is probably, I would say 500 yards. I'm not more from my house, <clears throat> excuse me. And then there is a farm across the road. Now this farm is probably maybe a mile, you know, it could be anywhere between a half mile, a mile from my front my back door, but you could see the silos. You could see the farm itself and it's got a pretty big skyline above it. And there's really nothing behind it. And he, I think it was yesterday. I was outside walking one of the dogs and uh, it was weird because I see this car parked on the road and I took a, like I said, I took a picture of it and I see this car parked. And then all of a sudden I look up. Now, a moment ago, there was nothing above this car. There was nothing above the farm. And then I look up and there's four lights in a row hovering. No noise, just hovering. Now, it, it, I sat there for a few minutes and I watched it and I didn't think anything of it. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, maybe it's this and maybe it's an airplane or something. But then I'm like, well, that can't be an airplane because it's, it's flying awful low. It's flying like below um, what you would probably think you know, a value is for a plane or a small plane. And it wasn't moving. They were just, the lights were just there. So I went, I, I went about my business and I walked the dog and I came back and the lights were still there. So I grabbed my, I grabbed my phone, of course, because everyone has their phone. I should have took a video, but I didn't think about doing that. I grabbed my phone and I took a picture of the lights. And I'm laughing because as I'm taking a picture of the lights, I I take a picture of the lights and I look down and I look at the picture and I was going to take a video and I looked back up again. And then as soon as I looked up again, the lights just went one way to the right and and completely disappeared, completely disappeared. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, maybe it was a plane. And again, I had to think to myself, we're we're not, we don't live near an airport. We, We have all fields and farms around us. We don't live near an airport. And how would a plane's lights just hover? And then I thought to myself, 
I said, well, it's got to be, you know, maybe it's a weather balloon. But then I'm like, how does it mean? But they were literally hovering. Now, the picture is pretty weird because then the next day I went out and the car is still there. The van is the minivan is still there. So I took another picture. And I put them in a side-to-side comparison. Like I said, you can go on our Twitter pages, Get Ramblin', and you can take a look at this. And I laugh because I, I took the exact same picture. And you can clearly see that there's nothing but a sky. There's nothing but skies behind the car, behind the farm, and behind everything else. I've said this before. I never thought that, as, that, we're, that we're alone in this world or this universe. I never thought that. But I just find it interesting that it was there a moment, then it was gone the next moment, and then the car was still there from the day before. My theory was this, and I laughed because I was talking to a friend about this. My theory is this, that the minivan saw the lights, got out, took a picture of the lights, got sucked up by the aliens, and then disappeared. And that's why the car was still there the next day. And then the car is gone now. And then they brought him back or her back. And they put her back in the car or him in the car. And then they drove away. The aliens and the car. I mean, I've seen some freaky stuff in my life. And one day we'll, we'll talk about some of the freaky things I've seen. Um, I, I've actually been into a... Uh, Oh, uh, I've, I've, I've done, you know, I've done the ghost tours and, uh, I've gone to the, uh, Skillman mental hospital. It's in a place called Skillman, New Jersey. It's no longer there, but they had a huge mental hospital in Skillman, New Jersey. And they also had like a town, like a village around it. Um, and it's no longer, it's no longer there cause they tore it all down. Uh, cause it was in prime property in Skillman, New Jersey, which is right next to Prince, New Jersey. Uh, but I, I went through the hospital. And there, and I went down to the morgue and I went down to the upstairs rooms and there were some very freaky things that we saw on the videos. Uh, I've done the tour of, I went into the uh, Lambertville, Pennsylvania schoolhouse, um, which I find interesting because it's, uh, there, there's a magazine called weird New Jersey. And I don't know, maybe it's still around, um, that has these haunted places that you can go and explore. Now, of course, all these places you're going to and explore is trespassing. So you do have to be careful. Uh, but they have all these different places that you go and explore. And the Lambertville um, schoolhouse was one of them. And it was interesting because they have a, um, on the second, no, through, on the third floor of the schoolhouse, they have a uh, chalkboard that is that is etched into. And it's weird because there's these, there's these pictures of these children that are etched into the school board. Now, the, 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 the Lambertville schoolhouse is not there anymore either. There's also a story uh, in reference to Lambertville schoolhouse about the football field there that... Um, there was a bunch of teenagers in the sixties that summoned a demon. And uh, what happened was if you said certain things on the football field where there were had allegedly in the twenties or whatever they had, or, or maybe later they had sacrifices and rituals. And if you said this certain phrase, you would have to run from one end zone to the next. And if you didn't make it in a certain period of time, you would die before you reached a second end zone on the football field. Uh, and evidently some kids, I think in the sixties or the seventies said these phrases and they ran and they, none of them made it and they all died on the football field. So, you know, so, uh, I mean, I've been to places like that. And like I said, the Skillman mental hospital was, was another interesting, weird place. And one day we'll talk about the whole story, but the lights freaked me out a little bit because of the fact that they were there, then they were gone. And like I said, they were just hovering. They weren't even moving. There was no sound. There was nothing. 
and then you look and you turn around and you disappear and they just they they just totally disappear. Things that make you go. Mm. I hope everyone enjoyed today's uh, podcast. It was a lot of fun doing it. And again, this is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The mad ramblings of a Gen Xer. Telling you this, and I'll say it once, I'll say it again, and I'll you, say it to you a million times. The truth shall always set you free, and we're out of here.